Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Choices Finding Your Joy. I am very happy to share with everyone today just a, an amazing gentleman. He has had so many accomplishments and done so much in his, in his life. I'm really excited to share with everyone today, Mitch Russo. He started a software company in his garage, sold it for eight figures, and then went on to work directly with Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes to build a 25 million business together. He has authored several books, his latest book he's going to tell us about today, and he has a fascinating background. We, we have a lot to talk about today, Mitch. So first off, welcome. Thank you, Paula. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> so happy to have you on the show. My pleasure. Uh, well, I, I would love to begin with a bit of your background. Sure. Well, you know, um, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I was a uh, sort of an introverted kid. And um, I was, you know, I, I wasn't like a football type of a kid, so I didn't get picked for many of the teams. So uh, for me, the only way I figured out I could meet girls was to have a rock band. So I started a rock band with the entire purpose of, of meeting some pretty girls. And, and so I, you know, studied guitar for five years, keeping that goal in mind all that time. And um, finally, at the age of 16, we launched our little rock band into the world. And um, it turned out to be one of the greatest business learning experiences I ever had. Uh, so I took that, um, you know, I, I took that as a opportunity to promote that band and to test pricing and to grow the band. And, and so we had a lot of fun with it and it turned out to be a really great experience. And I even got to meet some girls as a result too. So that wasn't so bad at all. And at 16 to begin that, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, school for me was always very, very boring. Um, I did well in school, but, um, it wasn't because I tried. It was because basically I wanted to get it out of the way so I could have fun with all the other things in my life. Uh, but later, uh, it turns out that I got involved in the technology uh, side of business. And uh, I loved being involved in technology until one day I had this idea for a software program. And it turns out that idea was a terrible idea, uh, but it led me to the breakthrough that gave us the chance to start our company. So you know, I invented the idea of um, keeping track of time on your computer to report it to the IRS so you could deduct your computer from your taxes. Well, it seems like a kind of a good idea until the IRS went and relaxed all the rulings on, on keeping time for deduction. So after six months of work, our product was pretty much useless. So we were there trying to figure out what to do next. And my partner and I had this brainstorm said, well, why don't we simply take what we have and adjust it so that lawyers could keep track of their time on clients. And that was the key that really um, we went back to the drawing board. We went, uh, rewrote the software, rewrote the manual, took us about three more months. Uh, we had just quit our jobs before finding out that our software was now useless. So we were, you might say, burn the boats committed. We were absolutely ready to go. We had no, no choice. So we went forward and 
well, the rest really is history. We, we built an amazing company, my partner and I. We never took investment money because, frankly, it scared the heck out of me. Um, so we just did it at our own pace. Uh, we plowed all the profits back into the business for years until eventually we got, we got liftoff. We got that, that core momentum that really takes you higher. And, and again, I learned so much in this process. It was nine years of building this company uh, and getting it sold and then transitioning it to the new owner. And boy, what a trip that was. So isn't that fascinating, Mitch, how in the beginning, this was the purpose. This is what it would do. And it ended up, oh my gosh, over here is where it can be used and be a service of. I mean, you just never know what you're, what's going to happen when you create something, where it's going to go. You're so right. And you know, Paula, it's, if you don't take the chance to create something, you're not in the game and therefore you can't play the game. But if you take the chance and start, then you're in the game and then anything can happen. And I always love to play. I love to play the game. I love to play many games. But in particular, I love business because it's one of the most purest forms of, of results from the things you do. So if you're doing something and the market doesn't like it, you get zero results. That to me is great feedback. And I, and I enjoy that. I've failed so many times more than I've succeeded, but I've learned so much along the way. And I'm a coach. I work with clients every day and and helping them build their business as well. So much of what I've learned comes from my own failures and from the experience I have working with others. So Yes, you're absolutely right. The other thing is, of course, is that sometimes you get inspired to do something. And if you question it long enough, you'll talk yourself out of it. But if, if you just act and you just do it, then you, you get to find out what the universe has in store for you. And that to me is exciting as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. What the universe has in store for you. Myself, I began working at a restaurant in college and I had it all figured out. I was going to be an accountant. This is what I'm going to. And I ended up falling in love with the restaurant and being a restaurant owner. You know, we just, we, you know, I, I think personally, Mitch, I think it's really great to have your goal of what you're working for, but boy, keep the door open to what you may realize, you know, what direction you want to go. Yeah, that's so true. And, and again, I think keeping the door open, like you said, Paula, is the key to making sure that you get to enjoy your life. Now, I'm, I'm a very big component of staying happy. So what, uh, and I take full responsibility for my personal happiness. So, um, what that means is that I'm not responsible for anybody else's. I mean, I have I had I had a wife for many years. I have a daughter. I mean, I'm not responsible for their happiness. I'm only responsible for mine. And that makes it so much easier for me to keep myself happy. I do the things I love to do. I work with the people I enjoy working with. And I don't, if I, if I don't like somebody or it doesn't seem to fit or I get a, a vibe that says it's not right, I just don't do it. But the chance that I had, which was you know amazing, I had this chance to grow this company and then sell it for a lot of money. 
that was, you might say, a lifetime achievement. But then the next thing I did was in some ways even better. So to me, I think everything leads to the next thing, whatever that may be. Yes. So what was next, Mitch? Well, you know, I, after I sold my company, I, um, I kind of thought that maybe I could help uh, venture capital companies uh, with some of the software companies that they purchased that weren't working out so well, they invested in. And so I sent my resume um, as soon as I finished my buyout and as soon as I finished working for this other company, I sent my resume to a bunch of venture capital firms and I got zero back. Nobody was interested in hiring me because I was frankly, I was old at that point, Paula, I was 44. And so when I finally figured out why people from the venture community weren't responding, uh, because I actually asked them, hey, wh why don't you call me back? Why aren't you interested in having me help? They said, well, truthfully, Mitch, you're too old. Uh, most of our founders are 26 and 27. And here you are, you're kind of 44 years, it's over the hill for, for, for you know, our type of business. And I said, no problem. Um, and instead decided that I would build a company to compete with them. And I did. So I built Assist Ventures, which was a venture firm of my own. And I funded it with a bunch of my own money. And then, um, again, ready to take on investors. And uh, then at that point, I actually did get a proposition, uh, which you might call a godfather offer, you know, the kind you can't refuse. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got a proposition from a venture capital company to run one of their um, portfolio companies. And I chose to accept that. And I had an immersion into the internet and into the furniture business of all things back in 1999 when the internet was still new. So for me, it was very exciting. I was learning all the time. I love to be in a mode where I'm learning all the time. And uh, after we wrapped up that company, it turned out to, to, we started that company right before the big, big bust, the, the internet bust in 2000. March of 2000. So for me, um, you know, I, I had done everything I could and then we figured out a way to sell the company. And so hopefully everybody was happy with that, but it wasn't the outcome we hoped for because the economy had tanked so badly in, in 2000. So my next step really was, okay, uh, what do I do now? I mean, I wasn't really worried about making a living. I had money, but what I didn't have was something that to occupy me and, and keep me interested. So I was always interested in the stock market, uh, but I don't know how to trade stocks. So I figured, why don't I go and learn? So I decided to go back to school uh, for options trading. And so I became a professional options trader and I mentored with a gentleman from the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. And he taught me so much about options investing. I started to take money and invest it. And was an incredible ride. I was having so much fun. I was again making money in the stock market, which was wonderful. But then the market crashed. So the 2007-2008 cycles came around and here I was once again with another crash. So I pulled back uh, and decided to figure out a way uh, to make my options still work for me on a maybe a different level. But around that time, I got a phone call from my old buddy, Chet Holmes. And Chet said to me, look, um, I'd like you to help me get my company off the ground. Uh, and I'm having trouble with one of the guys who works for me. And so if you could step in and help me out for a little while, that would be great. And I, I did agree to do that. 
Well, that ended up with me running his company and later being introduced to Tony Robbins, where Tony and Chet and I got on the phone like every Thursday night uh, about how we could build a business together. So imagine this. I mean, the esteemed and amazing Tony Robbins on the phone with little old me every Thursday night, hanging out, talking about the future together. I mean, it couldn't, it doesn't get any better than this. I couldn't make this stuff up. You know, it's, it's just the adventure of life. Yes. That is so fantastic and so amazing. And what an example of what can happen in a person's life and what can come to them and open up for them. I love it. I love it. Oh, Absolutely. and all that stock market. I'm, I, I, options are fun. Yep. <laughs> I still trade to this day. I have trades on right now. Uh, I buy puts and sometimes I sell puts, but in this market, I buy puts. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and I was personally, I was so excited when beyond meat came out on the market. Yep. It's, it's fun to have our favorite stocks. Now, something else really fun about you Mitch, is you also do photography. Ah, now you talk about my, that that is my pure, pure passion, photography. So I have to tell you, um, everything I do, uh, I love doing. Everything in my life I love doing. But of all the things I love the most, it is photography. And so a couple of times, three times a year, I traveled to very amazing places. Um, I came back from Greenland last fall and photographed the glaciers in Greenland. Before that, I was in, um, where was I? I was in Slovenia and Morocco. And, and I just traveled. I just came back from Alaska a few weeks ago. So I, I like to travel and I like to photograph. And uh, in the fall, I'm going to Myanmar, uh, uh, which is in Indonesia. It's on the border of India and uh, right near Bhutan, actually. And I've been to Bhutan as well. So for me, these are the trips that light me up. And I want to invite your listeners to go take a look at my, my gallery. It's uh, MitchRussoTravels.com. And go there and, and check it out and see some of the places that I've been. You know, people say to me, what kind of photography do you do? And I... I think the simplest answer for me is it's got to be epic or I'm not interested. So I go to places that are unbelievable, that are in fact epic, and I just stand there with my camera and make pictures. And that seems to work really, really well. And uh, I, I, uh, I've been uh, exhibiting, I did, used to exhibit uh, nationally all over the country. I've won some awards. I've been published in international publications with some of my work. And and it, none of that matters. The exhibits don't matter. The publications don't matter. To me, it's only, the only thing that matters is the pictures. So when I look at a picture, and after I've been to a big trip, and after I come back, and after I spend some time working on my images, my joy is putting up my favorite five to seven, maybe 10 images from a trip and sharing them with the world. I don't use it for any other purpose. I have no other motive. I just do it because I totally love it. And, and the joy that you, that you receive in showing and sharing those pictures, I can only imagine. I, I have to ask, being someone that loves traveling and 
out of all the places you've gone, what would you say are the, the top spots that just took your breath away? Okay. Well, I have an easy way to measure that. Um, and this is how I do it. First of all, I'm always inclined to name the last place I've been as my favorite place. I just can't help it because it's the freshest in my mind. But if I go back, I know it truly is one of my favorite places. So I've been to Iceland six times. And I continue to go to Iceland because Iceland is a place that is such incredible access to beauty, that natural beauty that I have never seen anywhere else in the world. Uh, I relish the chance to get to Iceland. And when I'm there, I am, you know, I used to go with guides. Now I guide trips to Iceland because I've been so many times. And the other thing is, is because I'm going for the purpose of photography, I take other photographers with me and together we enjoy being there and doing that sort of work together. So Iceland is probably right up there with one of my top places. I've been to Morocco several times. I think Morocco has all of what people love. Great food, wonderful, sweet people, uh, amazing things to see and experience, uh, and a friendly environment. Uh, even though some people might think it's not, it truly is. Moroccan people love Americans, and Morocco is a safe place for Americans. Um, I was in Slovenia once, but again, I mean, it's such a beautiful place. Uh, I'm sure I'll go back. Italy, I've been to five times. Uh, everyone I know who visits Italy loves Italy, so that goes without saying. Um, but to me, at this age and at this time, my goal is to try and get more diverse. I want to see different places. Uh, I'll probably go back to Iceland every year because it's so easy. But ultimately, I want to go to different places. That's why I'm going to Myanmar. And, and you know, it's not a place you, you, you can't say it's on the beaten path. Let's put it that way. Uh, and so for me, I mean, it's a huge trip. It's 37 hours uh, of travel. And of, I know I have a 10-hour layover. Uh, when I get to, I think when I get somewhere in the Middle East, uh, and I don't, I mean, look, it's, people say, oh my God, I could never do that. But you know what it comes down to? It's just part of traveling. Mm. Part of traveling is layovers. Part of traveling is screw-ups. Part of traveling is unplanned things happen. You got to, you got to deal with it. So if, if you're too rigid and you can't deal with stuff, then don't travel. That's my, my basic guidance. Yeah, I, I love that. And my mindset is, that is part of travel, hiccups can happen, but the focus is the experience of where you're going. Exactly, that should yeah. be the entire focus. Yes, yes, and Iceland, I would not have dreamed Iceland. So is it once a, how would a person be able to go on one of those trips with you? Is that on your website or? Uh, you no, know, it, it wouldn't be on my website because I don't really open it up to the public unless I know somebody. So if you, if you accept, if it's something you're thinking you'd like to do and you're a photographer, then you could go to MitchRusso.com um, and just mention that you heard me on Paula's show and tell me that you're interested in traveling, but also tell me and show me your photography. I want to see it if, because I, I don't think this is, if you go with me um, while I would love to help you in so many ways, it's not going to be time to fiddle with the camera. You need to know your camera. 
and you need to have experience. You, you need to know how to use your camera, uh, particularly at night uh, for dark sky and astrophotography. Uh, and also, you know, be able to withstand being out in the cold for long periods of time. Uh, and remember, I'm not going to, to like lay in the sun and drink pina coladas. Uh, yes, we happen to eat at, you know, four and five star restaurants in Iceland, because why not? When, you, when, it's, when they're there, you should take advantage of that. Uh, but, you know, we're not there for the comfort. We don't stay in fancy hotels. We stay near where we want to be for photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, and well, tell everyone the name of your most recent book. Well, yes, thank you for mentioning that. My, my last book is called Power Tribes. And for anybody who's ever built a group of people, assembled a group of people for any purpose, that's your tribe. And what I do is in my book, Power Tribes, is I teach you how to take that to the next level. I teach you how to take that tribe and if under the right situations and under the right conditions, teach you how to monetize that tribe so you can make money directly from your tribe. And it's not hard at all, but it needs to, you need to have the right set of circumstances. The book is in effect a blueprint of how to do that. So you do it basically by going out there and talking to these people and enrolling them and making them part of your world. And the book explains how it's, it's, it's a step-by-step -step process, but I've been told that the book is also very inspirational. So what that really means is that if you have a group of people that, you know, that you work with on a regular basis, read the book. I have a feeling you'll get something out of it just because it's so tribe oriented. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that, you know, that can help us in so many areas and working with others and, all different businesses. Well, with, with about three minutes left in the show, Mitch, what, what last words do you want to share with everybody today? Well, what, what I want to share, and this is my message that I try to share everywhere I go, is that you are an evolving being that is here to enjoy your life. Your goal in life is to get the most out of it for yourself. That doesn't mean you need to be selfish. It simply means that by focusing on yourself and making, staying happy, others around you will feel that and respond in kind. So I'm a very big believer that the, the universe is a friendly place. The universe loves me and the universe takes care of me. And I believe that uh, down to the fibers of my soul because I am a witness to it every day. And I think if you take the position that this is why you're here. You asked to be here. You're here so that you can experience life and all that it has to provide you with. So just enjoy it and focus on the things that you want and stay focused on how that feels if you can simply connect with those feelings. Sometimes those things show up and that's kind of what I love to do. Yes. And isn't it true, Mitch, that yes, what what we focus on our thoughts on the direction is what we create you know and and we do create our happiness yes you're so right we do we are responsible for our happiness and we create our happiness and when we decide that something we want something in our lives and focus on the feeling of having it not on the feeling of not having it 
-hmm. then we attract it directly. And that's, that's the little trick that I've learned over the years from my friends, uh, Esther Hicks and Abraham, who have shown me over and over again, that all you have to do is stay focused on the feelings of having the things you really want in your life. And by magic, they seem to show up. Yes. And that is so true. Oh, I am right there with you, Mitch. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Love it. I firmly believe that as well. Uh, please, before we say goodbye, share your website information uh, one more time and let everyone know where they can get a copy of that great book. Of course. So just go to MitchRusso.com. Uh, if you want to know more about my business, go to my, go, I'm sorry, go to PowerTribesBook.com if you want to learn about my book. And go to MitchRussoTravels.com if you'd like to see my gallery. And I invite you to do so. Take a peek in my camera bag. See what I take with me on trips. And, and, um, uh, and, and if you have any questions about any of my websites or my pictures or my books or the work I do, please reach out. I love hearing from listeners and, and viewers in this case. And de delighted to answer any questions I can. Wow. Thank you, Mitch. And yes, your website is fascinating. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And oh my gosh, I, I just love all the, the different directions you've, you've gone in your life and, and how much you've accomplished and, and your wisdom. I am really grateful that we, we were able to have you with us today, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Love, hugs, and blessings. And to everyone out there, love, hugs, and blessings. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Live a happy life. Turn your average life into a happy life with Paula Vale's book, Why Am I So Happy? Tired of waking up to the same routine, but just a different day? Would you like to live a happy life effortlessly? We want to introduce you to Paula Vale, the author of Why Am I So Happy? Paula is a TV slash radio host, Reiki master slash teacher, and published author. She understands life's challenges and will guide you in releasing negative thoughts to find emotional and physical joy and balance. Paula shares tips on how to invest in yourself to become the joy-filled person you were meant to be. Paula's book, why Am I So Happy? is informative, inspiring, and overflowing with gratitude. Her words benefit both men and women and provide a guide to living a happy, healthy, fun, and prosperous life. Why live the happy life? Because you deserve it. It's that simple. Don't procrastinate because you could be living your happy life now. Purchase Paula's book, Why Am I So Happy? on Amazon.com today.